0: This is The Look Ahead with Scott
1: Seidenberg on v the Sports Betting Network. Coming to you from the Circus Sportsbook in downtown Las Vegas, Scott Seidenberg here with you. This is The Look Ahead on VSIN the Sports Betting Network. The props are out. So many across town are all your available online site, wherever you Place your action. You can find the props for the Super Bowl coming up in two weeks between the Los Angeles Rams and the Cincinnati Bengals. I've seen so many interesting props, but none more interesting than the odds to win the Super Bowl MVP. Because I think this is a lot of fun, betting on the MVP in the Super Bowl. Sure, we can talk about the quarterbacks who are your favorites to win, and rightfully so. It's a quarterback award. When you look at Super Bowl MVPs and the history of Super Bowl MVPs, right, it's dominated by the quarterback position. I just don't think that there's value in betting on Either quarterback, 31 quarterbacks have won the Super Bowl MVP, seven running backs, seven wide receivers, four linebackers, two defensive ends, two safeties, one cornerback, one defensive tackle, and one kick returner. That was Desmond Howard, Super Bowl 31 Packers over the Patriots. So I'm looking at the Super Bowl odds, and I'm trying the Super Bowl MVP odds, and I'm trying to find what the best payout's going to be, what the best odds are going to be. And obviously, it's a long shot. That's what it means. So Cooper Cup is the one that I talked about yesterday. And, yes, I do like Cooper Cup. Plus 650, uh, you're getting him here. Six to one. It's six and a half to one. I think it's – Good value for a guy who has a legit chance to win this award. And it's not going to take anything different than what Cooper Cup does every week. If Cooper Cup has the same game that he had in the NFC Championship game, or even in the divisional round against the Bucks, he likely is your MVP. For the Cincinnati Bengals, it's going to be hard to not give it to Joe Burrow. Jamar Chase would have to do something incredible, and Burrow would have to have some slip-ups, because I think if Jamar Chase has 150 yards and two touchdowns, that means that Joe Burrow has at least 150 yards and two touchdowns. So unless we're throwing an interception or two in there for Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow's going to win the award. Now the same argument can be made for Matthew Stafford, right? For Cooper Cup, but I think Cooper Cup has been so special this season, and you could make a legit argument that he could be the MVP of the entire NFL regular season. He's not going to win it; he might win Offensive Player of the Year, but he was in the running for the MVP, uh, or you can make the argument, and so maybe Cooper Cup gets the acknowledgement, especially if he has a very special game in the Super Bowl. But I think we have to look down the list. We have to look for greater odds. We want the most bang for our buck with a legit chance to win. Now, what does a legit chance mean? A legit chance means by feeling out the game, you can see it happening. For instance, Von Miller, who has won an MVP already in the Super Bowl. That was Super Bowl 50. Von Miller in that game had six tackles, two and a half sacks, and one pass defended. He could do that in this game. Aaron Donald could have an impact. If he has a couple of sacks, maybe a strip sack, that is a way for a linebacker to win the award or a defensive tackle. Malcolm Smith in Super Bowl 48 won the award for the Seahawks. He had an interception returned for a touchdown, a fumble recovery, and 10 tackles. Can we see a defensive player? Having that type of an impact in this game. And so now we start looking at the defensive players. You have Aaron Donald plus 1,800. You have Von Miller plus 5,000. 50 to 1 on Von Miller to win the MVP. That would be special because he would be a two time Super Bowl MVP. And the only two-time Super Bowl MVPs are quarterbacks. Tom Brady, Joe Montana, Bart Starr, Terry Bradshaw, and Eli Manning. And only one of them did that with two different teams, and that was Brady. So those are the only times you've had multiple MVPs. Montana was with the 49ers three times. You know, star with the Packers, Bradshaw with the Steelers, Manning with the Giants. Brady won four MVPs, Super Bowl MVPs with the Patriots, one Super Bowl MVP with the Bucks. Von Miller could win one with Denver and one here with LA. But what about Jalen Ramsey? Maybe an interception return for a touchdown does a good job locking up Jamar Chase. Maybe he limits Chase to to really nothing. You know, seven catches or six catches, seven catches, but only like 60-something yards. Just a mediocre game, no touchdowns. And Jalen Ramsey locking up the best offensive weapon for the Bengals. Maybe he comes away with an interception or even better, a pick six. Jalen Ramsey, 65-1. to To win the MVP, Leonard Floyd is 150 to 1. Think about that. He could have the same game that Avon Miller or Aaron Donald could have. And if he comes away with a strip sack, fumble recovery, maybe even returns a fumble for a touchdown. 150 to 1. That's pretty fun. (laughs) Uh, Trey Hendrickson, 100 to 1. Eli Apple, 500 to 1. I might have to just bet this just just because. Just why not? It's not going to win, but. Maybe a pick six, maybe holds Cooper Cup to under 100 receiving yards, kind of like the same thing I'm talking about with uh, Jalen Ramsey. Eli Apple comes away with, you know, pick six, fumble recovery, something. I don't know. (laughs) 500 to one? There are a lot of fun names on this list, and I think just trying to think about how it could happen. You know, Samajé Pirine is – 20 to 1. Okay. Samaje Pirine. No, two uh two hundred to one, excuse me. Two hundred to one on Samaje Pirine. Samaje Pirine had that 41-yard touchdown reception against the Chiefs. If he can do that and perhaps contribute another way in this game. So let's say he has, you know, uh, uh, 40, 50-something receiving yards and a touchdown. Maybe he breaks a long run when he spells Joe Mixon. And if Samaj P. Ryan ends up with like a rushing touchdown, a receiving touchdown, over 100 all-purpose yards, maybe he wins the Super Bowl MVP with a Bengals victory. That's it. 200 to 1 for him to win. What if it's a field goal fest? We've never had a kicker win the award. Evan McPherson, though, has been the guy for the Bengals. A field goal fest in LA, maybe McPherson kicks five field goals and they win, including the game winner from 60 yards out. And Evan McPherson at 150 to 1 is your Super Bowl MVP. It's more likely it's going to one of the offensive stars. But there's no real value in that. The quarterbacks are the safest bet because those are the guys that win the award. And unless we're talking about a running back like Cam Akers or Joe Mixon having an incredible day, over 150 yards on the ground, multiple touchdowns, If a wide receiver goes off, it's because of the quarterback. And just looking back on the wide receivers to win this award, and it's happened seven times. Most recently, it was Julian Edelman. Julian Edelman really didn't do anything that – he had the biggest catch. Ten catches, 141 yards. Didn't even score a touchdown. Before that, Heinz Ward, five catches, 123 yards and a touchdown. Deion Branch, 11 catches, 133 yards. It's not – these are like Cooper Cup normal numbers or Jamar Chase. And I think Chase or Cup are probably the best bets here to win the MVP if it's not going to be one of the quarterbacks. I'm Scott Sadenberg. We will continue to talk everything – about this Super Bowl, and we'll get into the NBA and NHL as well. This is The Look Ahead here on v SIN, the Sports Betting Network.
2: Hey guys, it's Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This podcast. We got a great episode coming up, picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally, but Creighton is the team every year that the nerds, you know, the basketball nerds, are like, you know, who's ready to get Creighton, you know, watch Creighton.
1: PSEN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back. This segment of The Look Ahead is brought to you by Zinn Nicotine Pouches, a fresh way to enjoy nicotine without all the baggage of cigarettes, dip, or vape. No more smelling like an ashtray, no more spit cups, and no batteries to charge or leaky equipment to deal with. Zinn nicotine pouches are smoke-free, spit-free, and available in 10 varieties like Spearmint, Wintergreen, Citrus, and many more. And for your convenience, each variety comes in two strengths so you can easily find the satisfaction level that's perfect for you. Zin, America's number one nicotine pouch, is available in over 100,000 locations nationwide, meaning it's never been easier to find your Zin. So, head on over to zyn.com slash find to locate a store near you. That's zyn.com slash find. Warning. This product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Scott Seidenberg back here with you. It is the look ahead here on VSIN, the sports betting network. Your update on the Super Bowl is uh, the line. We have some movement to four and a half. The Rams, uh, four and a half, let's see, here at Circa, four and a half at the Westgate, four and a half at DraftKings, and uh, some fours mostly everywhere else. The total is uh, 48 and a half. There is a 49 on the board somewhere, if you like the under, uh, but it is pretty much at 48 and a half across the board. So four and a half and 48 and a half. I was curious to see where the initial line movement would go and it just took a day, and we're at four and a half already. Does it get to five? Does it move back down? Plenty. I think, like I said yesterday, I feel like after this weekend, that's going to tell a lot about the movement because I'm sure, with first of all, there's a lot going on here in Vegas this weekend. You got NHL All-Star festivities. You got the Pro Bowl. And so there will be people coming in town for the Pro Bowl. But there will also be people coming in town just to place their bets and then get ready for the Super Bowl next weekend. So you take the opportunity this weekend, travel to Vegas, place your bets. And so I'm curious to see once that big money comes in, where the movement's going to be. Early movement so far? Rams going from, remember, the thing opened up at three and a half to four to now four and a half, and the total at 48 and a half. Uh, There are some, you know, props that we have seen floating around. Uh, um, we saw on Chris Andrews on Twitter tweeted out the prop sheet from over at the South Point. So, Uh, This is some of, you know, some of the ones that really jump out to me. Will there be a safety in the game? That's always fun. Uh, Plus 700 is the yes. Minus 1100 is the no. My personal favorite bet, which I think I do every single Super Bowl, is will there be a successful two-point conversion? It is plus 210 is the yes at the South Point. The no is minus 250. I want to see if they have that up on DraftKings to, uh, let's see, Mm, both halves, kicking props, uh, Divins. No, nothing there. Super Bowl specials. Now, I'm curious to see if I can shop around and see if there's a better line out there, but... I like anything over plus two hundred. Will there be a successful two-point conversion? I always like playing that bet. Why not? Uh, how about the <laughs> the coin toss is always fun. And by the way, make sure that when you look and place the odds for the coin toss, make sure you're not getting ripped off. Okay. It's got to be the same on both sides. Yes, there's a little bit of a vig. At the south point, it's minus 102. But it's got to be the same on both sides. It's got to be minus 102, minus 102. If a book is offering you minus 105, minus 105, it's got to be got to be the same. Can't be different. So don't get ripped off. Okay. Uh, what else do we have here? Um, team totals. Okay. Rams, 26 and a half. Bengals 22 and a half team totals for the first half Rams 13 and a half Bengals 10 that is for your uh, half team total and game team total let's keep a look now up on DraftKings to get the latest on the uh, quarter lines so Here's what we have here. Oh, alternate spreads are always fun. Love to do that. Alternate totals. Always good there. First quarter line, Rams minus one. Total of seven and a half. Second quarter line, Rams minus one and a half. Total of 14. Third quarter line, Rams minus one. Total of 10 and a half. And fourth quarter, Rams minus one, total of 13 and a half. Hmm. I think of all those totals, 13 and a half for the fourth quarter, 10 and a half for the third quarter, 14 for the second quarter, seven and a half of the first quarter. I kind of like the over in the fourth quarter. Maybe we get two touchdowns in the fourth quarter, and that's how we get to 14. The two-point conversion always going to come into play, and that could help you or hurt you. You know, you could have one team get, you know, two field goals. The other team scores a touchdown, but instead of kicking the extra point and it would fall on 13 for the total, they go for two. Then you get 14 points in the quarter. Or two touchdowns, two extra points. So there's a lot. Or you can get two touchdowns, one missed two-point conversion, one made two-point conversion. I don't know. I just think the fourth quarter might be the highest scoring quarter, and I think it's interesting to see it at 13 and a half. Uh, Let's see. More of the um, game props here. Total touchdowns for the Bengals. Over under two and a half, the under is juiced. Rams over under three and a half. The over three and a half is plus 140. Team total uh, up on DraftKings is actually a little less than at the South Point. DraftKings has 21 and a half for the Bengals, 26 and a half for the Rams. Uh, will Will the Bengals score in both halves? Yes is minus 900. Will the Rams score in both halves? Yes is minus 2,500. To win both halves, Rams plus 230 on the yes. Bengals plus 650. Uh, Let's see. To score um, the race to 10, Rams minus 170, Bengals plus 140. Race to 20. Rams minus 160, Bengals plus 180. And race to 25, Rams plus 100, Bengals plus 290, neither team to score 25, plus 230. Hmm. If you think it's going to be a low-scoring game, that would certainly be a uh, way to go here. Um, let's see. Winning margin, that's always a fun way, to, a fun thing to do. Um, kicking props. Longest field goal. This one is interesting, and I'd have to actually go back and look at the stats to see the amount of times both the Rams and the Bengals have gone for it on fourth down because we know that these are two aggressive coaches. These are two analytical coaches. The longest field goal made 47 and a half is the line okay that's the um that's the line right now 47 and a half Evan McPherson this season has made a let's see where's his stats uh Evan McPherson this season has a long of 58 he had. 52, 53, 53, absolutely capable of doing that. And Matt Gay this season, uh, his long, he's had longs of, let's see, 55, 55, 54, 53. So we know he's capable of doing that as well. Maybe I think coaches, the both coaches would have confidence in their kickers. I don't hate it. Over 47 and a half. Maybe they... Choose to take the points. Total field goals, three and a half. The under is heavily juiced. Coming up next, we'll be joined by our very own Mike Pritchard, former NFL wide receiver, host of Betting Across America here on the network. We'll talk about both of these teams. We'll talk a little bit about what to expect in this game coming up in two weeks. I'm Scott Seidenberg. This is The Look Ahead here on Vsin, the sports betting network. This is The Look Ahead on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. If you missed any part of our show or anything on the v schedule today, don't forget to check out our free sports betting podcasts. Catch replays of all of our shows or download and listen on your schedule. Go to vsincom slash podcasts and get Beating the Book with Gil Alexander or Market Insights with Josh Applebaum. Plus, we've got Hardwood Handicappers, the Lombardi Line, Follow the Money, My Guys in the Desert, Coast to Coast Hoops, and many more. They are all free and available now at vsincom slash podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Scott Sidenberg back here with you. It is The Look Ahead here on Vsin, the sports betting network, joined now by the host of Betting Across America here on the network, former NFL wide receiver Mike Pritchard. And Pritch, uh, what have I missed about this Cincinnati Bengals team? Because I picked against them with the Titans. I certainly picked against them with the Kansas City Chiefs. What have I not been seeing here when it comes to this Bengals team?
3: Well, you're not alone first of all
1: <laughs> but I think a lot
3: of people miss a lot of things but I, I've been trying to highlight Bengals since that Denver Bronco game on the road uh, in fact, I think I was on your show when I talked about Zach Taylor being come, uh, not comeback, coach of the year but, yeah. but coach of the year um, you know this team it, it's it they started to stand out to me because they were saying all the right things after After sweeping and beating Baltimore and beating the Steelers, you know, the first time since 2009, by the way. Uh, And so when you have a young team like this saying all the right things about being mature, they're one of the least penalized teams in the National Football League. I I think there was an edge there because Zach Taylor started the year on a hot seat. Uh, And you got a guy in a pedigree in Joe Burrow that he's, he's just that type of dude. And... We we heard so much about Justin Herbert. We heard so much about Josh Allen, Uh, but when you go up against Hall of Fame coaches and Hall of Fame players and you beat them soundly, uh, then I think that stands out to me. And then on top of that, too, they did something offensively that hasn't been done in the history of the game. Uh, And that's a 4000 yard passer, a 1000 yard rusher, 2000 yard receivers all at the age of 25 or younger. Uh, And so that just spoke volumes to me. Are, Are there issues? Absolutely. But when they get knocked down, they just find a way to get back up. And that resilience, I, I think, certainly has carried them on to the Super Bowl.
1: What's been the most impressive part of Joe Burrow's game to you? Has it been uh, his decision-making? Has it been his athleticism? What's been the thing that stood out or that stands out when you watch him?
3: He has no fear. Uh, he'll let it rip if he has to. He'll run if he has to. I, I think what i got to go all the way back to that devastating knee injury. Mm-hmm. And at the beginning of the year, people were like, how is he even out there? They didn't even draft an offensive lineman. How is Joe Burrow out there, right? But the kid is tough, man. He's tough mentally. He's tough physically. And uh, that type of leadership in a locker room, especially when the core of your team is so young, is vital. You know, this is a quarterback again. and, And I don't know if it's just been glossed over, but he finished second in the league in quarterback rating to Aaron Rodgers, who's Mm -hmm. going to win MVP this year. I mean, again, that just sticks out to me big time, Scott.
1: Yeah, that is just uh, something that yeah, not many people are bringing up. Let's go on the other side now, and let's talk about Matthew Stafford, who um, has been great for this Rams team uh, through the first Mm -hmm. two games of the playoffs. You know, he was okay against the 49ers, but this is a guy who was brought in here, Pritch, to bring them – to this level, right? They felt that they needed somebody to get them over the hump. Jared Goff was obviously not it, and they gave up a lot to bring Matt Stafford here. So what has he been able to do that has gotten the Rams to this point? Well,
3: you know, I I don't think there was pressure on Matthew Stafford in the beginning. You know, he was a guy. He's a gunslinger. We all know that. Look at his touchdowns and, and interceptions. Uh, but he's, he's tough-minded, too. Uh, one of the things we talked about on Betting Across America today was just the journey, like the journey of Joe Burrow, which is spectacular. But the journey of Matthew Stafford is incredible, too. Uh, mired in, in, in misery up there in Detroit. But, you know, it, it just takes one coach to believe in you that way. Uh, and certainly the Rams did. Um, And he's responded, I think, accordingly. I mean, he's never had this good of a team around him. Mm. And so when you have expectations, all of a sudden there's pressure. And we all knew that the Chargers, excuse me, the Rams were all in this year uh, because they haven't had a number one draft choice since 2016, which happens to be Jared Goff, and they traded him away. So there was a lot of pressure on the situation for Matthew Stafford. And he had some bumps on the road, man, but they've only lost one game since December. The beginning of December, and that was to the 49ers. Yeah, they avenged that one in the playoffs. But you know, this is this is a team kind of like Tampa Bay last year that got hot down the stretch, and, and mostly because of uh, Matthew Stafford.
1: Talking to our very own Mike Pritchard, host of Betting Across America here on VCEN. I'm Scott Seidenberg. This is the look ahead, and Pritch, let's look ahead now to the Super Bowl. Uh, and when you compare both of these teams, the journeys, the quarterbacks, the defenses. Do you agree with the spread now being Rams minus four and a half?
3: Um, I'm waiting for it to top out, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> I am not going to be tired that I'm going to be – I mean, like, like I said, I, I backed the Bengals for since the Denver game on the road earlier later, you know, late down the stretch in the, in the regular season. But I, I wonder if this line is going to keep uh, climbing. You mm. know, I saw four and now it's four and a half, so it's going to be interesting. But you have identical-minded head coaches, how they work together. Uh, they they have the same philosophies on what they want to do offensively. It's going to boil down again to matchups, right? And you look at the receiving core. I know it's spectacular for the Rams: Cooper Cup, Odell Beckham Jr., uh, even Jefferson. I'll throw him in there. But man, on the other side, you got some hungry young bucks waiting to go out there and prove themselves. Uh, so it's going to be an intriguing matchup. I, I think if the Bengals can hold up uh, offensive line, obviously the matchups, I mean, nobody holds up against Aaron Donald. Uh, but on the wings, on the edges, the bookends, they they certainly have to protect uh, Burrow from the outside. So it's going to be interesting how this line develops uh, as we get closer and closer to game time.
1: Is the fact that the Rams are home an advantage for them? And I'm not talking about the crowd or anything like mm-hmm. that. I'm just talking about the fact that, and forget about the travel. I'm just talking about the fact right. that, because they're not going on the road here, they don't have to deal with accommodations for their families, accommodations mm-hmm. for their friends. You know, all the, the, the ticket requests are always going to be there, Pritch, especially for a struggle. Right. But to, to not have to deal with the accommodations or the travel for everybody else, is that an advantage for them considering all the extracurricular stuff that surrounds the Super Bowl and the week leading up to the Super Bowl?
3: You know what? I don't think so. Um, The last Super Bowl that was in L.A., I was at that one.
1: Mm -hmm.
3: Uh, I believe it was Buffalo and Dallas, right? That was the last Super Bowl in L.A. Uh, That was out in Pasadena. Um, I can't remember if there was another Super Bowl. I think that was the last one in L.A., though. But uh, to answer your question directly, I mean, that's why you had the bye week. Like Cincinnati right now, they're arranging everything for family. All the family, who's going out there, tickets and all that. You're arranging that now. But then when you travel out for game week and prepare for the Super Bowl, as well as practicing. But when you go out there, it's completely different. Like everything's going to be spread out in L.A. unless they changed it. Like I said, it was in Pasadena and then uh, Radio Row and everything else was, you know, downtown and all this stuff. But I think with SoFi, in that arena you could have everything pretty much around the same area so i don't think there's going to be an advantage because la even with all the star power look how many fans san francisco traveled with uh i, I found out firsthand how many fans travel for the cincinnati bengals when they came here to Allegiant stadium uh, so i think any destination destination city You're going to bring a lot of fans. You're going to bring a contingent. So I think that's going to happen for the Bengals as well.
1: Yeah, uh, that's a really interesting point there. All right, Super Bowl MVP. Let's talk about it. Yeah. The quarterbacks, clearly the favorites. It's a quarterback award. 31 times a quarterback has won the Super Bowl most valuable player. Uh, I think the wide receivers are where you're going to find the value. Cooper Cup plus 650, Jamar Chase plus 2,000. Wow. Can you make legit arguments for the wide receivers understanding that, yeah, if the wide receiver has a good game, it means the quarterback is, is likely having the good game as well? Uh, yeah, that's a great point. Uh, I mean, Santonio Holmes, when
3: he won it, um, you know, that catch yeah. from Rossesberger, but he also had a, a great game. I mean, it, he was well over nine catches, almost 10 catches in that one. Um, uh, you know, I'm thinking about Julian Elderman, who won it. Uh, with 10 catches,
1: he didn't even score a touchdown yeah, I mean, in that game. But he had he that, score but he had that right. big, you know, that big bounce catch or whatever that you know he had that catch. So
3: yep, the flow of the game, like Hines, Ward. I and mean, you think about receivers like that, uh, and you go back in the day, my day, when you know Jerry Rice uh, was winning Super Bowl MVPs and with 11 catches and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But uh, you, you know, I could see that if we get, because they're identical offenses. Is mm-hmm. Sean McVay and, and the West Coast style offense with his you know, fingerprints all over. And then there's Zach Taylor uh, catered to what he has with weapons, but also the West Coast offense. So I, it's, up, it's up in the air to me. I, I, if I was a betting guy, I would bet on quarterback, to be honest with you. But, uh, yeah, I could definitely take a flyer on Jamar uh, Chase.
1: Rich, I appreciate the time as always. And let's continue to get ready for this game. we got plenty more time to break it all down.
3: Yes, we do, Scott. Enjoy it,
1: man. There he is. Mike Pritchard, former NFL wide receiver, the host of Betting Across America, right here on VCIN. I'm Scott Seidenberg. Hit me up on Twitter at Scott's ONAIR, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. This is the look ahead right here on the Sports Betting Network.
0: What's up? I'm John Wall.
2: And I'm C.J. Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game.
1: that vcin is the best place to get all of the betting insights for the big game and right now you can sign up to get our free big game betting guide this digital guide gives you trends strategies props to watch and tips from our experts visit vcin.com slash super bowl to get your free guide and get ready for the biggest football betting action of the year scott satenberg back here with you it is the look ahead here on VCN, the sports betting network. The uh, Bengals are the home team for the Super Bowl, and uh, by virtue of that, uh, they will choose the jersey. They have the choice of the jersey. The Rams will be the away team. So, uh, this is interesting here. I'm, I'm reading an article, and I don't know how accurate this is i'd have to get clarification here but okay now we do have clarification the rams would be the uh would use the home uh, excuse me the bengals as the home team would get the home locker room they are not because it's the rams stadium so the rams will have their locker room uh the bengals would actually use the Chargers locker room. So not the visiting team locker room. They would actually use the Chargers locker room. I guess it's probably a little bigger, a little better. You know, they take care. Of the home team usually gets a little bit of advantage when you're building your stadium. You know, the, the, the away locker room is not as big as the home locker room. The away locker room might have a little less weather control, you know. And maybe the AC doesn't work in there. <laughs> Something like that. Anyway. Uh, Cincinnati gets to choose the color of uniform. They can go dark or light, and uh, they could go with the black home uniforms or just stick with the the white that they've been wearing throughout the playoffs. Uh, The Steelers, they chose to wear white in the Super Bowl a couple years ago after uh, winning three playoff games on the road. But here's the cool thing, for the Rams at least, as the visiting team, they get to call the toss. So, uh, L.A. could... Um, break the current trend here because the past seven teams that have won the coin toss have lost the Super Bowl. The Seahawks in 2013 were the last team to win the coin toss and then win the Super Bowl. That is actually a prop bet that I saw. I got to find it again. That was a prop bet. Will the team that wins the coin toss win the Super Bowl? And seven straight times, that has not happened. The team that has won the coin toss has gone on to lose the Super Bowl seven straight seasons. Uh, But the Rams will be the away team for the fourth time in their five trips to the Super Bowl. The only time where they were designated the home team was the loss, most recently to the Patriots, a couple of years ago. So that's just uh, what's going on here. The Rams trying to match the Bucks last year. The only teams to win the stadium, uh, win the Super Bowl in their home stadium, as uh, they are also looking to win their first Super Bowl in Los Angeles. The 1983 Raiders, the only Los Angeles-based team to win a Super Bowl. And it looks like the Bengals will be practicing at UCLA. And uh, the Rams will obviously just practice in their own home facility. The advantage of being home for the Super Bowl. Very, very cool stuff. I'm Scott Sadenberg. Hit me up on Twitter. At Scott's On Air, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. If you have a Super Bowl MVP bet, I talked with Mike Pritchard last segment about the wide receivers. And let me just go over the stats of the past wide receivers to win the Super Bowl most valuable player. And I kind of want to look at the uh, games for the quarterbacks as well. But let's just look here. Let's just do. Julian Edelman, a couple of years ago, 10 catches, 141 yards. It's a nice performance. You have, before that, it was Santonio Holmes, nine catches, 131 yards, and a touchdown, and that touchdown was the memorable one, right? The toe drag at the corner of the end zone, just unbelievable catch. One of the greatest shooting Bowl throws and catches. Not the greatest, I said one of the greatest. Uh, Before Santonio Holmes, you had Heinz Ward, who had five catches for 123 yards and a touchdown. The year before that, it was Deion Branch, who had 11 catches for 133 yards. And I believe in that game, that was, um, was that Super Bowl 34? That was Super Bowl 34. No, that was the Rams and Titans. What, you, what, what Super Bowl was, uh, I'm trying to look at this here, because that was Dion Branch for the Patriots. Was that the year that the Patriots beat the, the uh, Eagles? And T.O. had that ridiculous performance, set the record for catches, But and, and he was coming off that injury. Remember, he got hurt. That's the reason why the horse collar tackle was created because of uh, the devastating leg injury that he suffered. Anyway, do we go back now in the history of wide receivers and that brings us to the Jerry Rice I mean, Jerry Rice 11 catches 215 yards and a touchdown. that's unreal. Uh, Lynn Swan, Super Bowl 10, four catches 161 yards and a touchdown. And uh, Fred Bolitnikov the next year, four catches, just 79 yards. So those are the so wide receivers that have won the Super Bowl MVP most recently, as I mentioned, uh, Julian Edelman, 10 catches, 141 yards. Look, when you look at both uh, Jamar Chase and Cooper Cup, their numbers absolutely could exceed – what some of those wide receivers have done. There's been games this year where they have done that. Cooper Cup this year has had some of the most incredible games. He's had 10 catches for 109. He's had 9 for 136, 13 for 123, 8 for 129, 11 for 122, 10 for 156, 9 for 163, 9 for 183, 11 for 142. Those last two were in the playoffs. Just those games alone would be worthy enough to be the Super Bowl MVP. And Jamar Chase, the games that he has had this year (laughs) – 11 catches for 266 yards and three touchdowns against the Chiefs. That's the shoot Bowl MVP. Seven catches for 125, eight for 201, six, 159. He is capable of putting up numbers worthy of being the MVP. And there might be a dark horse as well if we're talking about the wide receiver position. And it could be someone that has the same odds as Jamar Chase, 20-1. to And that is Odell Beckham Jr. Last week, or just a couple days ago, Odell Beckham Jr. had nine catches for 113 yards. And you could make the argument that he was – the most important part of that game. Yes, Cooper Cup had the touchdowns. He wound up, uh, you know, having a couple of good catch and runs. But Odell made some big catches in that game prior to Cup, you know, doing what he did. Yes, it was his first 100-yard game in quite some time. But if Odell, if Cooper Cup is getting all of the attention, Odell could go off. And if Odell has a 10-catch, 120-yard something performance, and let's say they do run one of those trick plays like they ran against the uh, what was it, the Bucks? Or maybe it was in was it against the Bucs or against the Cardinals? No, it was against the Cardinals, where he threw the ball down the field for a 40-yard completion. Let's. What if Odell Beckham Jr. has 120 receiving yards, a receiving touchdown, and a passing touchdown? He's twenty to one. Definitely doable. I'm Scott Seidenberg. Hit me up on Twitter at scotts on air s c o t t s o n a i r. This is the Look Ahead here on V the Sports Betting Network.
0: The big, the big, the big. Hey Sarah, I loved that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human moderated.